0: Welcome to Loose Lips, everyone, with Georgie Porter and me, Sharon Carpenter. Hi, everyone. Missed you all. Welcome back. (laughs) Now, find out what made Georgie say
1: this. Go separate, Beds. I think you've solved it, and I think we've solved your problem. And what made Sharon say this? Woo!
0: If you thought your sibling rivalry was bad, check this out.
2: Ready to pop the question?
1: Woohoo. I, I could just tell that today's episode is gonna be great. Just gonna be great. It's just gonna be great.
0: Oh, it's definitely gonna be. I feel like every episode's great though. Yeah, I just you literally are a highlight of my week. Oh, you're so sweet. I feel like what the, look at look at our colour coordination. I know. It's going on right now. We're wearing sort of shades of neutral. like oh, we're very textured. Brownish. We're yep. very textured as well. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with my hair though. Because you guys know I just cut myself a fringe. Well, mm. I didn't do it myself. but um, Which can go horribly awry when you have curly hair. Now, I think
1: you look amazing. It's lovely. It frames your face. Lovely. And oh, also, like so you said, strange. a curly fringe can be quite risky. Can be a high risk. It can. But you've literally, you're winning You're winning the day. You look
0: great. Thank you. I feel kind of flash dance like right now. Remember flash dance? Yeah, I think she had the same style. Yeah, you need to get your hot pants on and just start like, like. um... Oh, I'm wearing them. And they're sequined (laughs) as well. (laughs) I'll show you later when the cameras aren't rolling.
1: Oh, so Sharon, briefly, this listener letter is exciting because. Really? Yes, in the past, we had a guy called Archie and okay. basically just a bit of backstory for this yeah he was a stockbroker in London okay. and he was in a dilemma of wanting to become a drag queen ah. yes and as he was like you know explaining this what he wanted to change his life he wants to be a new yeah. re- reveal as a new person but obviously everyone in London where he was working were very business orientated and like sort of Straight lace, yes,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: And uh, up, yeah, and like just go for pints at lunchtime. And he was very worried about exposing himself of wanting to become uh. a drag queen. Didn't know how to go about it. Didn't know how to put makeup on. So basically, yeah. asked Loose Lips
0: about it. And got we got, it. so that was before my time. Yes, yeah, so this was a year ago, and gotcha. He's he's come back. He, wow. Yeah, I mean. it. he's written another letter? Yes. it's awesome. He has
1: written another letter and he has come back to us, which I love when people do it. So here we go. Ready for this. Okay, can't wait for this. Hi girls, it's Archie again. Already I can just feel his confidence. I came out on the show as both gay and a newbie drag queen. Since I last emailed, I've now quit my job as a stockbroker. I moved flats from Fulham over to Bethnal Green, and I start my film and TV makeup course soon after the lockdown is over nice. on the 21st of June. I've given myself the new drag name of Sikri Sorceress, I think.
0: Sir Sir, Sirk? Sorceress? Or... I'm not sure, but either way, it's cool. I... I feel like sorceress. The craze the screen let's go with that one. Yeah, Sakri, I like that. the
1: sorceress after the Greek goddess of transformation. Oh, he's so clever. Ooh. My wardrobe is now seriously starting to change. Gone are the suits and flowing in on the hangers are ball gowns, dresses, fur coats and heels. Amazing. I now I am now confident enough to start dating. I was wondering if you have any advice on starting dating as a baby gay and queen. And also, do you have any advice on finding my own drag queen identity? Should I hire a stylist? Do I know any stylist that could help me? Do we know any stylist that could help me? I'm finding it hard to shake off my old corporate and pretending to be straight self where I could be embracing my true drag queen self. Thanks. Wow. For any advice, love the show so much, Archie. Wow, I
0: love Archie already and round of applause for Archie for making that bold and brave and courageous move because yes uh it, it's it's nerve-wracking enough to quit your job, right? Especially yeah. as a stockbroker where you're making a ton of cash and he's doing that to follow his dream of doing uh, film and, and TV makeup. Yeah. Right? But he's changing his whole entire life as well. Yeah. And I absolutely love that. That's something that if you do it all at once, I could see that being extremely overwhelming. But he is making those moves. He is going after his dream. He is going yeah. after who he wants to be and how he wants to live his life. So congratulations uh, to you, Archie, on that yeah. one. Geordie, yeah. do you remember the advice you gave uh, Artie last time? I
1: think we were literally like, go full drag. Like, don't be scared. Just go do it. Full, yeah. And then and also, I think it, it was a big step because obviously, I feel like stockbrokers make a lot of money. And yeah. It's very, um, you know, financial gain whereas he is sacking all that off yeah. and going for a passion that might not necessarily make as much money, and uh, might not, you know, be the career that he's been training in or, you know, that he's got to, but now he is just sacking all that off yeah. and going with a love. And I feel like that teaches a lot of people to, you know, be happy it's in your
0: inspirational. job. inspirational. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like your job is a lot of your life, isn't it? And if you're not exactly. happy... Exactly in your job. If you're not laughing, he's going to be laughing every day. He's going to be swanning around in
0: He's going to be excited to get up in the morning as well because we do okay. get a lot of letters, don't we, Georgie, about mm. people who are sort of in two minds about leaving their job. They yeah. really have a passion for something else, but this is sort of stable. Um, so I love the fact that he's made that jump. And money isn't everything at the end of mm. the day, but there is a lot of money that can be made in yeah. film and television makeup. So especially when you have your own course and you're yeah. an entrepreneur as well. So he's really going out, you know, taking a leap of faith. And I I think we can all be inspired by that um in terms of your style now uh georgie you were saying go full drag and i think yeah why not just dive right in at the deep end there are kind of a couple of ways you can go either do it that way or take the baby steps until you get to a place where you're like okay this is me this is how i feel most comfortable And I think that if you are having a hard time sort of shaking off that more conservative side where you're wearing the suits and you're all buttoned up, maybe the baby steps might work best. Or maybe you just, you know, go for it, dive in at the deep end and then sort of reel it in from there if you feel like that's too much. But we have seen some images, haven't we? There are some images that Archie sent as well, which, I mean, it looks (sighs) fantastic. Tabulous, I'm jealous. Outfits that he's I want on. to wear these things. <laughs> I, I do. Mean, I want hair like that. Yeah, like so. Well, there's, huge, so.
1: there's huge wigs, isn't there? they're, they're just like pink.
0: massive wigs. <laughs> massive.
1: I want to swan around in that all day. Like, what about that dressing I gown do? with the feathers? Like,
0: oh, oh my it. god, I would love that in my boudoir. <laughs> Why does the dragons yeah, get You do in it. Bedroom. You have to say boudoir. Yeah. <laughs> in an outfit like that. I know. <laughs> I know. I think. I think we should. Uh, we should. Take yeah. a out of their book because they are they are so chic they are so fabulous they are so glamorous I, I think it's interesting that you thought about uh, bringing on a stylist because it seems like you know what you like I and we love what you've picked and you yeah. know exactly
1: you know that you were saying a um, style from the suits maybe possibly yeah. go with that and do like a tie suit boot but like bring in the feathers with it like oh I like that with the big wig as well the pink yeah. wig so you're still a <laughs> stockbroker drag, but you are like, I incredible. like where you go.
0: That would be awesome. That's something that you certainly don't see every day. I like that. And yeah. you can style yourself there. But if you do want to bring on a stylist, so Georgie, I'm sure you've worked with stylists. and mm. so I'm sure you do all the time. They can be a little pricey if you're paying out of <gasps> your own pocket. Yeah, so much. Yep. Oh, you could also just bring in a stylist sort of for a one-off where you get to sit down with them. They can advise you on things. They could maybe go through your wardrobe the way it is, pick out pieces that will go together, that will go with your wigs. Yeah. Um, or you can just do it yourself and order a bunch of stuff, experiment at home, take some selfies and pics for Instagram or your own private collection. If you don't like them, you just send it back.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think, Archie you go in the right way with it. Well, my um, experiences with stylists, I always annoy them because I will phone a stylist on the day of an event and go, help me. And they're like, are you joking? And I'll be like, no, I need you. And they will turn up on the day most red carpets I have got the dress an hour before the event. Oh my God.
0: So has it ever not fit? Has it ever not fit? And you had to like pin it in the back or something?
1: Yeah, sometimes there's, because I've got short legs, sometimes the dress just drapes along the floor
0: and the stylist is like, why? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) You are flying by the seat of your pants. I tried to do it in in advance, but I think I annoy my stylist because I'm very particular about what I like. And I'm very much like, How's it going to look on camera? I remember my stylist bought me um, or brought me this beautiful like pants suit, trousers and a, a blazer and it looked so good standing up. I'm like, no, I have to do the sit test. And uh. I sat down and it looked like I had a penis. So you know how it like bulges out because there's zips in the front? Yeah. <laughs> I do all sorts of tests <laughs> like, Does it look good from this angle, from that angle, the sit test. So I'm like super finicky about what I wear. And I know my stylists get um a little annoyed with me there. But, uh, but now I also like to do it myself. I've learned so much from working with different stylists. I've picked up tips and figured yeah. out what really works for me as well along it's the way. Weird. Yeah, it is. Something else that uh, Archie is talking about... Uh, Dating advice. Oh, of course. We've got to talk about that. I think. For me, I mean, you've, you've got this newfound confidence by the the sounds of things. And what's one of the most attractive things to all of us? Someone yeah. who has that swag and somebody who has that confidence. So my advice is go in there in all your dates, bring that confidence, bring that swag, bring that excitement that we hear in this letter. And yeah. I think that that is just going to be so appealing to people. I think you're right, Sharon. And also, Archie, B. you, don't
1: change for anybody because the right person will love the whole of you.
0: Totally, totally. And we're excited to see and to hear what happens next. Like you've got to keep us posted on your your dating ventures, exactly. Oh, how exciting, I love it. I do too. I do too. And we want to see the full on the full on drag, wigs, heels and all of it.
1: Heels are important. Go full heel. Go the highest <laughs> you could
0: possibly imagine. Exactly. Even though I try to avoid heels myself nowadays. <laughs>
1: I wear them at home. <laughs> do you really are you wearing them now? No, I wish I was. I was I'm I'm wearing on socks.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, no, my feet are still recovering, I think, from years of traipsing around and events and red carpets and uh yeah. Too many hours wearing heels. Yeah. Yeah. This is the only time you get a chance to relax those little toes, don't you? Great Archie. I hope that helps and please keep us updated with everything. Please do. All right, so this is a big one, (gasps) everybody. I mean, the whole entire world right now. The world. The world. Harry and Meghan and their explosive sit down with Oprah Winfrey. And we knew that there were going to be some bombshells, but I don't think we expected some of these revelations that came out.
1: But um, I'm going to be honest as well, because I've not seen it just yet. So. I can't be fully, but I am so interested as to what you saw and what you
0: think.
1: Yeah, Yeah. where
0: do I even start? Let's start with the biggest bombshell, shall Mm -hmm. we? So of course, we know that Meghan has struggled over the years as a member of the royal family. Uh, We know she felt as if she wasn't getting the support. Nobody was asking her if she was all right. She has been of racist attacks by the the tabloid media, but I don't think we really understood just how bad it was for her. And I've heard mm. a lot of people say, "Well, stop complaining. You know, you're rich and you're basically a princess, and you're married to the most the, who the the man who was the most eligible bachelor in the world. Yeah. So what are you complaining about?" But
1: mm.
0: now I think we have a much better understanding. So one of the things that Meghan Markle mentioned is, I believe it was when she was pregnant with Archie and things yeah. were really just getting on top of her. She was feeling very lonely because a lot of the time, Harry would be at work. She wasn't really allowed to go out. Royal aides will say, well, um, you're oversaturated. You're just everywhere, you're all over the papers. And she'd be yeah. like, well, I haven't been out in weeks. Well, that doesn't matter because we don't want sort of more photos of you out there in the press. And she basically said that it all kind of came to her head when she started to have suicidal thoughts.
1: So sad, so upsetting. It's so
0: so sad. And um, also
1: that you just, like you said, you know, oh, the rich da, 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 people think, how can anyone be sad when they've got all this? But yeah. for her to not be able to speak to anybody, but then so many people be around as well. Yes, yes, is is the most sad. Sadness,
0: and you know, uh, it's eerily similar to uh, some of the stuff that Diana went through as yeah. well. Which yeah. you, you know, from watching The Crown, it, it's been the topic of much discussion in recent times because of The yeah. Crown, and then the Netflix documentary Diana in her own words. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so Meghan had a conversation with Harry and told him that she felt like she didn't even want to live anymore. That's how <gasps> bad things were <gasps> no, getting. Yeah. Harry said um, that he was in a dark place himself. He was in a really, really bad place himself. Meghan mm-hmm. decided to go to the institution, and one of the things she has made sure to sort of get across or try to get across to people is that there's the institution and then there is the royal family, the actual members that we know about, the Queen mm-hmm. and Prince Philip and uh, Prince Charles, William, Kate, etc. But then the institution, which is... Also made up of the royal aides, those people who yeah. and representatives, questions, representatives, yeah. who guide the royal family on what they should and shouldn't be doing. So mm. uh, she went to the institution. She said, listen, I need help. I need yeah. help. I'm going through something right now. And I know she felt very afraid of the thoughts that she was having yeah. at night. And basically, they said to her, um, according to Megan, they said, um, well, this isn't going to be a good look for the institution, and so we we can't help you here. And in this day and age, for somebody who is saying I am dealing with um, yeah. mental health issues mm-hmm. and I need help, I'm asking for help, yeah. and for that help to be denied. This was only just a couple of years ago. This happened,
1: and also I feel like you, you said like reflects on Diana. Yeah, you know we we don't know whether Diana asked for help from the same people sort of thing and then they yeah, must have shushed and shut yeah. that down as well so and exactly. then you see, as well like harry being so upset the the whole process of like i think there's a thing where he says it's like history repeating itself he's sort That's of seeing the, yeah. the signs and he's seeing the and he's reliving the scariness but from as a child he doesn't want that to happen to his wife and his mother of his children so
0: no for, no. for this,
1: to, it's the scariest thing. Where is the security and the protection, the help for this? No.
0: And and the thing is, when it comes to mental health and just health in general, physical health as well, it doesn't discriminate, right? It doesn't matter if you are rich. It doesn't matter if you are poor. Um, So I think this is why people need to stop saying, well, they're rich. That's rich people's problems. Why do we even care about that? Mental health is a, a real issue that affects people across the board. So I think that was a really stunning and a very, very sad revelation. Yeah. Here's another sad one. So we know that Megan has been dealing with racism from the British tabloids, yes. but we didn't know uh really that she was dealing with some racism from within the palace the home. walls yeah. as well. This, where, the home. this is where
1: she lives. Like she is trying to set up a life in yeah. within the walls of a palace and, and, and accommodation so to the new family. Yeah. Yes. So many yes. people involved, constant people that You know what, it's quite hard and invasive having a family you've just moved into anyway, never mind strangers. For us
0: regular people, but this is the royal family as well. With people sticking their oars in in every certain way. But, okay, so so here's the big thing. So when she was pregnant with Archie, uh, she says there were discussions with Harry and somebody else. We don't know who that somebody else is. Hmm. Um, Questions and concerns about how dark... Archie's skin complexion might be it's the most shocking which is just oh it's just it's really 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 sad that this kind of thing is still going on in this day and age now it's not that shocking to to be honest it's not that surprising like uh, there's still racism that goes on um within institutions within families as well Yeah, but but wow! Can you imagine being pregnant, and this is the topic of discussion that somebody is having with your husband?
1: Like it being a concern? Like what? Also, who cares? It's such an. Why do you even care at
0: this point? Yeah,
1: it's such an old thought. Like it's so beyond, like old-fashioned to think to even say
0: these things. It's like. Super old-fashioned and old-school. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, I thought we evolved since then. Uh, There was somebody, I actually posted that moment on my Instagram, and there was somebody who said, "Mm, I'm a little suspicious because as light as Megan is, and obviously Harry is, like, super, super pale, uh, why would anyone be, you know, like, of course the baby is going to be very, very light-skinned as well. And I said, well, what you have to understand is, Growing up in the UK, people used to say things to me like, Don't go outside at night, we won't be able to find you, which is oh. a- absolutely ridiculous. But it was that mm. and like other comments. And when I went to America and I would tell people about some of the experiences with racism that I dealt mm. with in the UK, people would say, But you're so light. Like, wh- what are you talking about? But with a uh, lot no, of racists, yeah. they, they don't discriminate when it comes to skin color if you're not white you're not white yeah we are against you um and I think that's what what people need to understand but I think that was a really a really sad moment um as well uh now here's the big thing so it's been a big topic of discussion the whole world is basically playing a guessing game right now who was it that could have said it and I think everybody's
1: yeah everyone's trying yeah. to think people want to put pin who the tail on be? the donkey of it yeah and i mean exactly. and i i do think this i'm like well who who could it be and i think you see harry saying he's uncomfortable to like say who it was isn't he so they don't
0: want to say neither of them want to say yeah because they feel like it's going to be too damaging to the royal family but i will say this i i do have an update because oprah winfrey uh has said that she heard from harry um harry basically said he wants the world to know that it is not his grandmother so it's not queen yeah. and it's yeah. not Philip either so uh, a lot of people were guessing the Queen I said to them you know I highly doubt that especially as Harry and Meghan um kept throughout the the documentary throughout the the interview they kept talking about how the Queen has been so supportive how lovely she is to them and how she welcomed Meghan Yeah I'd like to think that the
1: Queen has been through a lot of situations in her life to think past a, a comment like that or to ever think of anything like that I think She's, she's been around, hasn't she? I feel like. She has, no. she
0: has, yeah. And uh, I think we're seeing a, a much warmer side of the Queen nowadays as well, sort of, uh, and, and when you hear Harry is speaking about her as grandmother, that's his grandmother. Yeah, that's his granny. So, that's yeah, that's, that's his yeah, granny and... at the end of the day, who sent Archie a waffle maker for Christmas. Oh, cute. <laughs> and also I feel like if, you know, if the Queen didn't want this
1: to happen, she could have stopped it already. Like she could have stopped Harry and Meghan being married, if that's what she really fought, and I don't think, hopefully, she's not that.
0: You yeah, know. it doesn't sound like it. it. Sounds like she's been extremely supportive. You know, there was another really interesting thing I found. So Harry joined the interview halfway through, right? And one right. of the things that he said. He was talking about how upset he was with his family that they didn't protect Meghan when the tabloids were attacking her and being racist. And then he said that his family is actually scared. They're basically running scared of the tabloids. They don't want the tabloids to turn on them. So I saw on Twitter, a lot of people were going berserk at that point, because Harry was mm. saying that sometimes they'll whine and die in the tabloid media. But Hmm. I know, you know, a a bit about this. Uh, There's something which is called the Royal Rota, right? And it's basically a bunch of publications that for the past 40 plus years, they've been given inside access and a bunch of them are tabloids. Like the Sun is one of them, the Daily Express, uh, shockingly, is one of them as well. But they get inside access to the royal family. And then it's with the understanding that they're going to pass on photographs and news and stuff to other media outlets. control it, yeah. Yeah, so it's not like like uh, this is something new and the royals are like oh you know let's see if we can woo the sun um it, no this is something that's been going on for 40 plus years uh mm-hmm. and uh, at a before they stepped down harry and megan were saying they're not going to deal with the royal voter anymore they're going to deal with the press that they want to deal with another thing that harry was saying and this was such a good uh a, such a good question by oprah She kill this interview. She is the queen when it comes to celebrity interviews, right? We all know this. Um, And she is keeping that title. But she said to Harry, if you hadn't met Meghan and married her, would you have left the royal family? (gasps) He said no. He said no, because he didn't see a way out. He felt trapped within the system. And then he said, his father and his brother are trapped that there is no way for them to get out <gasps> and that he has a great deal of compassion for them because of this. And I think that was just such, that was a moment that just really hits your heart because as much as people like to talk crap about the royal family sometimes, yeah. like they don't really have a choice. They're in it, they're stuck they in it. They were born so, into this. They were born yeah. into this, this, beauty over absolutely everything else. Yeah,
1: so, yeah. So that, and also they kind of don't have a choice of getting out because we need them in there because
0: they're our future kings. We need them, exactly, exactly. William and uh, Charles, of course, even more pressure on them because uh, they're in in line to the throne. So... Uh, just uh, lots, a ton. I mean, I could go on and on. There's and so much. Hours literally, yeah. But <sighs> I don't think we have have time. Just just one real quick thing as well. Um, the rumor that uh, that Megan made Kate cry just before the wedding. <gasps> the Megan rumor. came out and said, no, it was actually the other way around. Kate made her cry. <gasps> wow. What, did, what was said? I mean, we, oh, we can just all. Um, a, she a, didn't specify. She didn't yeah. go into it. She did say that Kate apologized, and she did say um, that Kate is a good person. But uh, she was also upset that the the royals didn't put out a statement defending her to the media. I will say this in defense of the royals: there, though, I don't i I would never envision them putting out a statement about something like that. Somebody making someone cry, although it was sort of villainizing Megan, and I understand why that was uh, just even a dangerous um, story for the tabloids to run with. I, the, you know, the palace is very, they really pick and choose when what they, they speak. Because they supposed yeah. to never complain, never explain. So yeah. that, that's, you know, that's what they've been for the past, you know, however many decades slash hundreds of years.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is kind of great now that things are just coming out and they get their chance to speak on their own um words from and we see it rather than just reading certain things in a newspaper is probably okay. hopefully now oh, it will was... be able to settle and they can just carry on with their lives.
0: I hope so. It's going to be really interesting what the fallout is, though, for the royal family because it's not really a, a good look for uh, for them.
1: Mm, yeah, I oh, we all love the queen. We be. all love the queen. We do love the queen. I love the queen wearing acid green. Whenever I wear acid green, I think of the queen. She wears some outrageous neon colours, and I just she absolutely
0: <laughs> she's a fashion icon. She is. <laughs> she is. She is. All right, but let me know, Georgie, once you've watched it. I well, will tell we'll... you
1: as soon as possible when I've watched it. Yes, absolutely. His
0: Morgan apparently was going nuts um, this morning. As well.
1: I don't know what but his problem as... is. I can't deal with
0: that. <gasps> He is just so anti-Megan, I think, you know, to the, to the extreme. It doesn't even make sense. Like, Piers, settle down. Settle down, dude.
1: Hey, let's go from Anonymous. Dear Georgie and Sharon, thank you for the podcast. You're welcome. I love starting my week with it. I'm so interested to see your reaction on this particular story. So, my boyfriend, we live together, is a bad sleeper, full stop. We're talking bad dreams, snoring, (gasps) sleep talking, walking, (gasps) the works. Oh, no. It was becoming (laughs) such an issue that I was exhausted, moody, underperforming at work, and basically just resenting him. But I moved into a different bedroom and it's all changed. We're so much better as a couple. Now that now this resentment has gone. <laughs> we <just ate. laughs> um we stay in the same bed to begin with for cuddles and other bits. Wink wink. Ooh. And then we go our separate we go into our separate beds. It saved our relationship. But is this going to be a problem in the future? Do you need to sleep in the same bed to be happy?
0: No, you don't. I think you've just found the solution single-handedly to a long-lasting relationship. (laughs) Yeah. I could relate only because I'm a bad sleeper as well. I I think her boyfriend needs to go see somebody, a sleep therapist and all the stuff that he's dealing with. Mine isn't as half as bad, but I do toss and turn a lot and it takes me about an hour to two hours to fall asleep. And if I'm in a relationship and my guy's there, then I get really uncomfortable because maybe I move on to one shoulder and after about three minutes it starts to hurt and I want to change position but I stay that <laughs> way for a good 20 minutes because oh, I don't want to wake him up. Now you're I'm such a wriggling. wriggler. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I a real wriggler at night and so I wouldn't blame somebody breaking up with me over my sleep habits. Um, uh, also yeah. I get uncomfortable because I'm worried about them. Yeah. So the two bedroom thing I think is a really really great idea especially if you guys are cuddling beforehand and getting it get in that, yeah get know? that bits <laughs> done
1: get those bits done over with cuddle at night yeah. and then, to, to be honest if that were i hate when people snore i'm so jealous oh, that they're yeah. fast asleep <laughs> and i want to wake them up and be like oh sorry are you awake huh like i am the best sleeper or something <laughs> yeah. yeah just like shake them, over them up the head. Yeah, like, oh, sorry, oops. But I agree, like, I could not sleep with someone who is like a bad sleeper or even sleepwalking. Yeah. What's
0: that about? Where people just go for a wander. That sounds that sounds dangerous. And sleep talking as well, which could be interesting because you might catch him out.
2: Yeah. You never know why. up to no good. Yeah. yeah,
0: you
1: start interviewing while he's asleep. Yeah. Do you know, Sharon, I'm a sleep talker. Are and, you? Yeah. And I, <laughs> I feel like How so did you find
0: out That <laughs> is like, dangerous. dangerous?
1: My, my boyfriend, he tells me, but thankfully Uh-oh. he doesn't remember. Oh, he, he doesn't
0: remember. Yeah, he doesn't Thank remember, he remember went, that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so in the morning he'll say, Oh, I wanted to write down what you said last night. And I'm like, Yeah. What? Please don't freak me out because I literally say <laughs> sentences. I do what else oh, I do in my sleep?
0: Wow, I, what else?
1: I laugh my head off in my sleep. Oh my God. Yeah, like I'll wake oh, up laughing. What?
0: I'm um, no, In particular, maybe a dream, I guess, got you laughing. Yeah,
1: or I think I've just had a happy day and I'll just start laughing in my sleep and I'll just relive my
0: dream. Yeah, it's oh, just... I love that you're a happy sleeper it's like being a happy drunk right you're a, yeah. you're a happy sleeper <laughs> it brings out the best in you i remember i i had to share a room with my brother once cuz we went to go see my parents i think they were in boston at the time and there were a bunch of us over there and i had to share a room with my brother separate beds of course um and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah that would be <laughs> you cute. wiggling was, around as well be, i'd be like yeah. <laughs> when when you're adults it's one thing when you're kids but anyway he snores quite loud. Loudly, and I had to kick him out of the room. Oh, I couldn't yeah. handle it. He snores so loudly. I was like, "Steve, Steve." He's like, oh, "What?" I'm oh, like, "I'm gonna have to go sleep out. on the couch. Get yeah. out, go sleep with the cat." And I felt so guilty about it in the morning. But you know how we are when we're trying to sleep. Like that's probably yeah. us at our worst, right? When you're trying yeah. to sleep, and there's something getting in the way of it.
1: And there's like, and and like, like she's saying. I think she or he, like they were saying, it, you start to resent them and then you start to really hate them and you start to like really think about how you can stop them breathing in their sleep.
0: What happened to the happy sleeper we were just talking about? Yeah. Murderous. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm, I'm, I'm quite good.
1: lucky I could sleep through anything and I literally sleep for my last sometimes. Oh. so it's
0: quite dangerous but oh wow yeah. okay okay but uh, yeah I, I I think that a lot of couples especially who've been married for a long time I think they do end up having separate rooms
2: my <sighs> thing
0: is this like here's what the big argument could happen who gets the master suites? right? Who gets the best bedroom? It's like with bathrooms when you do have a master suite and you've got like the bathroom attached. I feel like the woman always gets the I think the, the bathroom, snorer the bathroom, gets the right? worst place. Yeah. I think. <laughs> exactly. And that's what the it's ultimate... Like full, yeah. Yeah.
1: Like if you're the snorer, you get the couch. Yeah. <laughs> agree.
0: That That's a good way to figure it out. I think the other bonus thing here is that you like, you know, different people like different mattresses or a different set of covers. There are some people who like a soft mattress, some people like a harder mattress. Also, one of the issues here, especially when you're somewhere hot, some guys love to have the AC pumping. Like, they have it absolutely no, freezing. freezing. It's like Yeah, like, absolutely freezing, I guess, to make up for the fact it's hot outside. but it's like yeah, we're yeah, we're not fish fingers in a freezer.
1: are
0: way overboard, and a lot of women do complain about that. So, okay, turn down the temperature as much as you like because you've got your own room now. The spare yeah. room.
1: <laughs> yeah, Go separate beds. I think you've solved it. And I think you we've solved, solved it. No problem. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And a lot of other people too, probably. Sharon, the next piece of
1: news I'm so excited about.
0: Oh, you are? Okay. Well, wait, what is it? Let's see. Okay. Well, this is a bit Mariah Carey. Yes. Mariah just like, Carey. You
1: always know the goss. Like You are so in with the no that you
0: are just going to know. I got like the inside scoop. You know, funnily yeah. enough, um, people used to call me Baby Mariah
2: <gasps> when I was
0: like sixteen. And me and my sister, my sister and I—no, me and my sister—is correct grammar. Um, they used to say that we were the Mariah Carey twins. I don't think you would realize that now. I think we look very different now, but back in the days, I think we probably did look a little Mariah Carey-ish. I but mean,
1: that's the... amazing. That's the yeah. One.
0: Oh yeah, it was—it was a compliment for sure. So this is what's going on. So Mariah Carey's brother, Morgan Carey, has now joined their sister, Allison in suing the pop star over a memoir, The Meaning of Mariah Carey. If you thought oh. your sibling rivalry was bad, check this out. So Morgan, um, he's suing the star uh, for defamation, emotional distress as well, and is seeking unspecified damages could be a lot of cash that he's trying to get. Morgan says the book falsely suggests that he was violent. Uh, and these papers, they've been filed a month after Mariah's sister sued her for $1.25 million, which is £900,000 over the memoir. So it's interesting because she did kind of expose a lot. I was going to say expose all. We don't know if it was all, but it was certainly a lot mm-hmm. about her brother. And one of the incidents she talks about is this big violent fight that her brother has with her dad yeah. and how police had to be called and like 12 officers turned up to pull them away from each other.
2: Yeah. And she thought that
0: one of them was going to die at that moment. Now, he's saying nothing of the sort happened. He says he was never violent to the father. In fact, the father was violent to him. And he also says, he calls up Mariah saying, you know, since when do 12 officers respond to the scene of a domestic violence case? Right. He says it doesn't even happen, but... That's Mariah's story and she's sticking to it because it's now published. Um, And she also says that he was abusive to their mom, that he one day slammed the mother uh, against the wall and it was just (gasps) so loud. It it shocked Mariah. And then get this, it gets almost even worse. So Mariah is saying that she can't put anything past her brother when it comes to getting money, that he was once paid $1,200 Um, as a down payment to murder somebody's husband. Yeah, so he would do anything for cash, it seems. Anything for cash. Now, the, the man was murdered. The husband was murdered, but by the woman herself. And then he testified. The wife. The yeah, exactly. By the wife herself. He testified against the wife. And during um, the the uh, court dates, he admitted, yeah, I did take that cash.
2: Yeah, so we know that there was some
0: the truth there. So that evidence not. Looking so he's either. quite
1: into money and will literally do anything to get money. Which, to be quite honest, mm, right? Like you know, it raises suspicions for me. I feel like yeah. when people lie so much, like when there's such a big lie and then it's so, they're like, absolutely, like, that did not happen. There's there's the truth. There's three sides to the story.
0: There is there's your side. Their side, their side and, and the, the truth, truth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. So it's I mean,
1: mm, it's so interesting as well because the sister is also suing her. So I feel just like he's gone. Do you know what? The yeah. sister's suing her. I'm gonna have a go. I exactly. Let me get
0: some cash out on this as well. You know, yeah. he's actually a pretty successful choreographer, though. He's done pretty well for himself. And he says that he was actually going to be working on a movie project, but then because this book came out, it got in the way of that and the project fell apart for him. So he's saying that he's actually lost out on money because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Alison, the sister, I don't know if you knew about uh, her lawsuit, but she basically says that Mariah is lying about her uh, when Mariah... Uh, claims that her sister was abusive and threw hot tea on her hot back. Hot tea down her back, yeah. Leaving oh. her with third degree burns. Um, <gasps> Mariah says that her sister also drugged her one time and also- With valium. Pimper out, yeah. Oh, Pimper out, like with, I, with the sister's boyfriend who was older than her. Mariah was young at the time, apparently. Oh. But Allison's saying none of that is true. And she's saying that uh, Mariah put her in the book in this way and told lies about her, despite the fact that Alison has gone through her own trauma um, at mm. the hands of their mother. Uh, apparently, oh. Alison also sued the mother for sexual abuse just recently. Whoa! There's so, so much has gone family. on there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I
1: think it takes a big, you know, it takes a big step to write a book about your private life, especially with your family, to sort of admit or, like, say these things. It's quite huge. I, I feel like... It is. It's, it's, it's a great it's a brave a big, move. Yeah. Yeah, it's And I mean, to the courage to do those things, like, say those things and admit what she's been through in her life. Yeah. And then, obviously, no, no sister wants to be seen as, like, a vile creature. No, so, of course, you're going to be like, I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, yeah. you
1: won't be like, oh, yeah, I accidentally pooped you out. Sorry. Like, of course not. Well, but- she
0: can put out her own book as well, right? She, so, she has. Her. Has she? Oh, to put no, – oh, yeah, no, I thought no, you no, said no, she uh, could. I mean, that, that could. could be one way. And especially if she's trying to make money, she can put out her own version of events yeah. and what it was like for, for her. And I'm sure that book could make a certain amount of money as well. Critics yeah. have loved this book, by the way. They've actually uh, absolutely, you know, the reviews yeah. have been really, really good.
1: They say it's very well written. And which, to be yeah. honest, I, doesn't shock me. I always think, I always think people think, you know, artists or singers or people have not got another part in their body that's creative when actually Mariah Carey writing her songs, people write their songs, therefore, why are they not very educated in their writing and stuff? So why people get shocked and surprised by certain things being well-written or certain things being like, oh, it's actually good. She's not just singing a note. Like, yeah, Yeah. of course it might be great. She might've had a ghostwriter really, but still I think- Oh, yeah, quite- I'm
0: not sure who was involved in, in the writing process. And she's so busy as well. It would probably be hard for her to, you know, just yeah. sit down and write the entire book herself. But but mm. you never know. Um, but uh, But I'm interested in reading it. And I think that everyone has the right to tell their story. It doesn't matter if you're a celebrity or not. If this is your truth and this yeah. is your story, I think that you have the right to... Tell that story Mm -hmm. and if people have an issue with it okay then you can file a lawsuit but if it comes out that everything I said was true then you're out of a bunch of money because you just had to pay for your lawyers
1: so yeah so always the truth will come out and literally we'll just have to see if that is true the
0: lies or
1: who's gonna win
0: who's gonna win I I I kind of have a feeling Mariah's going to win both of these lawsuits, but we'll see.
1: Thank you for listening to Loose Lips with Sharon Carpenter and I meet mean, Georgie Porter. There'll be a bonus episode on Friday, extra lippy, and we'll be right back on Tuesday next week. Not right back, but we'll be back.
0: <laughs> yeah, soon enough, soon enough we'll be back. So subscribe, rates and review, guys. Like We love to hear your reviews. We love to see your ratings. Um. So, uh, hopefully, you can do that. We want to hear from you as well. Loose lips at createproductions.com with your listener letters, your dilemmas, all of that good stuff. Uh, and also, you can follow us or send us messages at the Missy Pause and at Sharon Carpenter. So, woo, we'll see you soon. Yay! Yay!
1: Bye!